Hello and welcome to episode 83 of The Brand Lounge, the place for unfiltered conversations on big topics for small businesses. I'm Tammy Heels, founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant and I help service-based businesses to define and grow their brand and business. And today I am joined by Caitlin Pyatt, a marketing coach for women at Her Business, Authentic Brand and Marketing. Thank you so much for joining me today, Caitlin. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for this conversation. I think it's going to be a meaty one. So listeners today, Caitlin and I are going to be talking about marketing plans, what they are, how they help, and how to make them less daunting and more effective. So I do think that this one's going to be packed full of value. Grab your favorite notepad. And I guess, Caitlin, let's kick off with taking it right the way back to basics and just really defining what a marketing plan is. Yeah. So a marketing plan, it sounds really obvious, right? Like it's in the title, it's a marketing plan, but it really is kind of a 12 month view of what you're going to accomplish in order to meet the goals of your business. So where it's different than just kind of having a list of things you're going to do, like oh, I'm going to be on social media or I'm maybe I'm going to have a sale or whatever it is that you plan to do. This a marketing plan is much more strategic in that it really funnels up and makes sure that it addresses your target audience and how you're going to reach them and when. And it's really going to address your measurable business goals that you need to accomplish. So it's a much more strategic plan rather than just kind of a list of tactics that you're going to do for the year. And ultimately it's there to help you grow and scale your business. Brilliant. I think that that's a wonderful way to summarize it as well, because I think that, like you said, whenever we hear the term, oh, it's a plan, it's just kind of, oh, it's just a list of things that I'm intending to do. Or I've seen a few marketing plans and and, and the like before where it's just, oh, I'm going to show up on Facebook every day for mm-hmm. X number mm-hmm. of weeks. But I think the key thing is that it is that it's used for markers and measures to to see how you are performing against those business goals. Like it is a working document from, like you said, from a strategic point of view to make sure that your business is achieving what you want it to achieve. Because particularly as small business owners, and I'd love to know this from kind of your experience with the clients that you work with. When you're wearing all of the hats, it's easy to say that you're going to be an accountant for an hour whilst you're panicking about taxes or that you're going to be a marketeer because you're in the mood to be like posting on Facebook. Yes. But to actually be like channel an effective marketing campaign for a year can feel quite overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the thing to remember is that a year, while it does seem really overwhelming, is something you kind of tweak it as you go. So it's your best guess at the time that you put it together. But the reason that I always tell people to think about a year is because you, the first thing to kind of go out the window when you get busy and you have taxes and you have other things in your business to do because you wear all the hats, the first thing to go is that strategic planning time that you set aside for yourself. So 
when you set time aside, you know, and it can just be an afternoon, it really doesn't have to be, or even just a couple of hours. It really doesn't have to be like this days long retreat that you go on to plan all of this stuff out. But if you plan for 12 months, you can tweak it as you go. You can evaluate it. And that way, when you get to a point where you are busy, you can kind of look at it and go, what can I take off the shelf and just pull from this plan rather than what do I need to think of? Because nobody makes good strategic decisions when they feel rushed, right? So 12 months does feel really overwhelming. Um, But I think when you'll find when you sit down and you start to plan it out, it really goes pretty quickly. Like if you chunk it into three or four months at a time, like your year gets planned pretty darn quick. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's so many things with that because our businesses and our worlds do revolve around seasons. And that does involve things like um, typical annual events, holidays, that kind of thing that happens. Like Christmas happens the same time every year, guys. I know it's always a surprise, but it does happen. In <laughs> right, right. But like you were saying, like tax season happens at certain times of year. There'll be high and low points within your individual business and industry where you can expect to be busier or quieter. And I think that not having a marketing plan can really emphasize the feast or famine cycle that's so the cliche and so typical of small businesses and independence because I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well but generally speaking we'll market really well when we're wanting to get clients but we're feeling good about our business so maybe we've just wrapped up with the clients so we still have a bit of money coming in we're still feeling good about how everything's going so we're excited to talk about the business and we'll market well then we get clients and we're too busy too busy air quotes to actually market our business effectively so you let that tail off but it's okay because you've got income and then when that finishes when your clients wrap up then you suddenly find that you have to start start marketing again because you're like oh no I need to have clients and you're perpetuating that feast and famine cycle yes yes and that's really that's really something that's very common and it ha- like it happens to the best of us and you're you're going to have times in your business you're going to have those high and low points you're going to have busier seasons and you kind of you'll I think you learn over time at least that's what I've been told you kind of learn over time where your where your business ebbs and flows um you know I started my business in January of 2020 so I don't have like a complete picture but it's something that like as a newer entrepreneur, I make sure that I kind of keep diligent notes on like, Hey, I get really busy around this time of year and I get a little bit slower here. And then when it comes to actually executing your marketing, knowing where those high and low points are means you can plan more effectively and you can use that time better so that maybe you can have some things ready and sitting on the shelf so that when you do get really busy with those clients, you don't have to start from scratch. You just kind of have to pull it out, give it a quick review and get it out there. And so I think that's, again, like why I talk about, hey, look at look at a year and think about when you want to get things done because then you can use those low points to be really efficient in the work you're doing so that you aren't, you're kind of evening out some of that feast and famine time periods, you know, but you're never going to completely eliminate those, but certainly like the more you market, the less 
the the less drastic, I guess, that kind of feast and famine will feel to you as well. So that's the other thing to keep in mind when you when you do marketing and you do it well and you're doing it consistently, you're gonna have less of that like less of those high and low valleys. They'll even out a little bit better. And even if you if you can perceive when they're gonna hit, it gives you that time and that space to actually address it beforehand. I know that it took me by surprise the first couple of years that I was in business that December and January were some of my busiest months. And usually certain industries, it'll be the quietest. But when I was working specifically as a branding designer, businesses wanted a fresh look for the new year. So December and January were quite busy. March, I was deadly quiet and never expected that. (laughs) Right, right. Well, and yeah, I probably I wouldn't have either. But I guess if I put myself back in my corporate shoes, December and January were really, really quiet months for me as a corporate marketer. So that was always the time when I was like, what are the projects that I can get done that come the springtime when my marketing really kicks into high gear, I'm not going to have time to focus on. There are those evergreen projects or kind of those big ones and brand design would have fallen right into that. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense. But I also would not have anticipated that. I would have just been in my normal cyclical winter slow kind of mentality. But I mean, it can have untold benefits as well, because if you know when you're going to be potentially experiencing either a lull or a high, exactly like you just there, that's your time where you can really invest in improving different aspects of your business that may, may not have the time to do. But by keeping your marketing consistent or allowing your marketing to kind of ebb and flow in advance so you know what you've got coming up it gives you a much clearer idea of what you what time you have available to dedicate to other areas of your business so although you're planning your marketing it's actually facilitating a lot of planning for the rest of your business as well because you can see absolutely how that that's going to fit in and how much time that's going to take yeah yeah absolutely it really does make kind of being strategic in all the areas a lot easier because you are kind of starting to plan for those things. And it'll take, you know, it it allows you to kind of say, what do I need to accomplish for the year in my business? How much to, how much in sales do I want to generate? How many clients do I want to get? And when you're thinking about those things, right, you're putting those strategic pieces in place because here's the other thing that I feel like I've learned about being an entrepreneur. And even though I came in with a really strong understanding, obviously of marketing, because that's my corporate background, I've never been an entrepreneur before. I've never run my own business. And so one of the things I learned is that when I start planning my marketing, there are often logistical things I have to put in place that are not marketing specific, right? There are other parts and pieces. Maybe I need to improve my accounting system. Maybe I need to invest in certain softwares. And so there's like research and things like things like that, that have to happen. And when I'm not planning my marketing, I'm not planning for those things. So then I get this brilliant idea and I'm like, Oh, this is going to be great. This is going to get me a lot of clients. Oh, it's going to take me six weeks to put all of this stuff together, but I need clients right now. You know? So if I, you know, as you kind of think through those things, it allows you to plan and get all of the logistics from every aspect of your business pulled together and really kind of, again, help drive that marketing and make your marketing really successful because your marketing isn't a standalone piece from your business. It truly is something that's integrated into like every aspect. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's something that often falls by the wayside because 
I feel there are some misconceptions now that marketing is how many times you're showing up on social media or what it is that you talk about in general, but exactly what you were saying there. Well, one of the benefits that I haven't been told very often, but have noticed in myself is when I'm planning my marketing in advance, whether that's by quarter or by year or whatever, it gives me an opportunity or it helps me to identify, oh, I'm going to be talking about this in this month or in this week or whatever and it makes me more aware of other content that's around so if I know that I'm going to be talking about a particular subject say I know I'm going to be talking about I don't know brand visibility in June then in the lead up to that it's almost like my brain has that unconscious bias technique in my benefit where it's like oh that would be a great brand visibility tip that would be a great tip that that would be great so it's almost like by prepping your own mind with what you're going to be talking about to market your business, you give yourself that space to accumulate more value that you can then share in the future. Yes. Yes. That is a huge, that is such a great way to summarize that benefit. When you are planning in advance, you get to, you get to build all of those value pieces and it comes together much better and much more polished and probably in a way that represents your brand in like the truest sense that you want it to. When you are kind of marketing on the fly and you're going, what do I need to do this week, this month to get it done? I don't know about anybody else, but when I've put myself in that position, like then I'm just scrambling to get things done. So nine times out of 10, they're going to be not as great of quality as what I've wanted. So if that's content that I'm pulling together or if I'm making, I decide, Hey, I'm going to make some videos. Like they always come out and I'm like, ah, that just, it could have been better. Is it okay? Yes. But is it the best representation of my brand that I wanted out there? Probably not. And that's because I'm just trying to get through it quickly. And so again, like I'm not making good strategic decisions. I'm just making really fast decisions to kind of check a box. And that doesn't, that doesn't always translate into leads or sales or clients. I guess the other benefit as well, like kind of building on what you've said there about doing it on the fly. If you know that you're going to have a really hectic week, let's say for example, my goodness, you've decided to take some time off from your business. Shock horror. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take two right. weeks away from my business and actually enjoy it. Who does that? I know, right? You should, listeners. It's I highly recommend it. <laughs> if you're planning in advance, it'd be like, right, okay, so I'm intending on taking three, four weeks off this year at various points. What evergreen content do I have that I can create beforehand to build into my plan? So even when you're not actually there, your marketing plan has given you that breathing room to still be marketing and showing up consistently. And you've planned it in advance so that it just feels effortless for you. Yeah, it definitely. And it gives you when you're planning for those times, you can kind of think through, okay, well, what am I going to do with the people who come to me during that time? And I'm not in the office. So you could set up a nice little email campaign so that you don't lose track and those people don't lose interest in you. Like those are the kinds of strategic marketing decisions you can make when you're planning in advance. They're not like the last thing you want to do when you're getting ready to kind of like sign out for three weeks from your business is go, oh, I should create like an email sequence to make sure that people 
or you'll just forget about it. I would, I would honestly be like, ah, I'd come back from vacation and be like, shit, I didn't do anything. (laughs) I didn't do anything. And I lost out on something. So yeah, I think it's, it just helps you be more effective all around. And who doesn't want that in their business? Yeah. I think that that's also a really important point that you've raised there that your marketing plan isn't just about output either. It's not just what you're doing. It's not just kind of how many times you're posting, where you're posting and what you're talking about, but what are you hoping the intended action for your audience is from that piece? And what's the follow-up from that? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, it, it could be that you have this wonderful campaign And then you decide to take a week off or you're suddenly sick or you just, I don't know, need a day, whatever it is, whatever reason the world goes into apocalypse again, (laughs) the reason is how are you going to manage those inquiries that are coming back from that marketing? Because you've put the effort into the plan, but a plan's nothing without those, without what comes next. Absolutely. And that goes back to like at the beginning, the very first question you asked me, like what what is a marketing plan? And this is the difference between having a list of things that you're going to do to check boxes and having an actual plan because your marketing plan really should address, again, your target audience and the goals that you have for your business. So chances are you are not going to get all of your leads and you're not going to generate all of the revenue simply by showing up on social media. There are people who claim that they do that. I personally don't, (laughs) I personally don't believe that that's like the, especially if you are starting out, I personally don't believe that that's how you get a majority of your revenue. So like you have to think what you need to have in place, right? And how am I going to drive all of these and start getting leads and drive those sales? And that's what a marketing plan should do. It should address those things. It shouldn't simply be, it's not, it is not a content calendar, right? Yes. So yes, I can have a plan for and like automate my content and whether that's just planning for busy weeks or planning for a busy out of office, whatever, but it's not my marketing plan is not my content. So here, you know, you're thinking about, okay, maybe social media is part of my marketing plan, right? That can certainly be a strategy that you have. And then underneath that strategy, you would have a list of all the things that you need to do. And that's likely how you build your content calendar. But you might also say, I need to put a CRM system in place. I don't have a great CRM system. Maybe you need a better onboarding process. Um, or you need a better lead capture process, right? These are all parts of marketing because they represent your brand. They influence the customer journey and that buying process, but they're not, it's not just social media content. And so you might also, you may need to think about and create an onboarding experience. So when somebody signs up for your email list, 
what happens? What information do they get? Like, how do you continue to kind of move them through your sales funnel and build trust and authority with them? And that's what a marketing plan is there to do. It's there to kind of roll up into those business goals and make sure that you're making measurable progress towards meeting those goals. So it's not just your content, right? It's not just content calendar. It is something that you very strategically chosen to say, this is how I'm going to move the needle and gain visibility for my business. It's how I'm going to um, increase brand awareness. Like there's a lot that can roll up into it. And so thinking about it in those terms, rather than just, again, those checklists of like, I'm going to post a few times and like send an email. That's fine, but those are actually probably tactics. Those aren't actual like strategies that you're using to grow your business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that expanding on that slightly is, again, is that misconception that I feel that there is a heavy focus on platform first, then content, and then kind of just whatever happens from that happens. The intention is, you know, always, the intention will always be, how can I make money from whatever it is that I'm providing? the content that I'm putting out, the marketing that I'm putting out. That's why we market. That's why we do business. We want to make money. That's what we're here for. Yeah. yeah. But actually the focus needs to be and in the corporate world. For me, it was, it's very campaign based. It's like, what am I talking about? Why is this important to my audience? And what is the intended service that I would like to promote that answers the problems from this? Yeah. And then it's looking at that as a whole to go, okay, so if this is the service that I want to promote, this is the topic that I'm going to be talking about. This is how it all comes together from my aspect as a business owner. So how can I then communicate that in a way that resonates and connects with my audience, but then goes on to convert them as well? And I think that too often as small business owners, particularly anyone who finds it difficult to ask for a sale or finds the whole conversation around money quite awkward, your marketing can work in a way that by the time your client reaches out to you, they are ready to buy. That is the intention. Like you don't have to sell if you're doing your marketing effectively because they've already sold from whatever it is that you're talking about. Correct, correct. And that's where like, the strategic planning part of putting a marketing plan in place is really critical because you can think about, and especially I love the point about like, if you find sales awkward, like if that's you, that's me, right? I can figure out my marketing and you're exactly correct. If I'm doing it well, by the time somebody like contacts me, the ask is pretty easy, right? Because if they're booking a consultation with me, they're likely pretty interested. And so at that point, it's really just understanding, are we a good fit? Like, is this something where I can provide the value that you're seeking? And so you, but you kind of have to, you have to have time and you have to think about each of those pieces strategically, right? Then that goes back to our point that it isn't just posting on social media. It is truly kind of planning and saying, okay, what am I going to do in order to capture and build my authority and get to the point where sale feels really natural? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there are a lot of things that can be included in your marketing plan that you don't necessarily think about as marketing tactics. So 
asking for updated reviews from clients that you've worked with. That can be part of your marketing plan. Absolutely. Finish working with them six months ago or 12 months ago, checking in with those clients to find the results that they've had from the work that you did together or since you worked together, that one feeds into your content. It too feeds into that trust and authority building. And three, you're connecting with other people who may come back through and become clients again or refresh their memory that you're around so that that could happen chasing up old leads that could also be part of your marketing plan like there are all of these other elements I think are so drastically overlooked when you hear a lot of the kind of generic advice that's out there it's like you need a marketing plan how many times are you posting on Instagram are you using <laughs> it's it's not and let me exactly so again like my point I feel like I'm going to come back to is like a marketing plan is not a content calendar and you know you as we're kind of talking about this like I I'm thinking about it I'm like oh my gosh this could this could totally sound really overwhelming to somebody like when you talk about and and I have this experience often. Like I look at my own marketing plan and I go, oh, I am missing a gap to follow up on like leads that went cold. And so what am I going to put in place for those kinds of people? But the thing is, is I think if you start with what do I have the capacity to do right now? And you don't worry about like, oh my gosh, I have to have like all of it figured out going into it. That's not that is not ever what I advocate for. Like I always tell my clients, like start with what you have the capacity to do yourself, especially if you are a solopreneur and you don't have the option to like outsource to someone, just plan for what you have the capacity for. And if you don't have the capacity to build out like an automated sequence, this like the next six months to reach out to those cold leads, just don't worry about it right now, right? Like at the end of the day, a marketing plan is fantastic, but you are still a person and you do still have to be able to execute it. And like the one thing you really want is to feel like a sense of organization and calm from your marketing plan and not overwhelm. You don't want to like look at it and go, oh my God, I am never going to get this done. And then you're just stressed out. Like you want the opposite feeling when you create your marketing plan. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that it's really easy to get carried away with all of the possibilities. And that's something that I experience frequently. And I have to make sure that I call myself out on it whenever I can, because otherwise I'm like, yeah, of course I can write four blog posts, three podcasts, transcribe everything, write all of my content <laughs> and chase it with my lead. Like the list builds up and you're like, I'm, I'm an eternal time optimist. Like there is always that I can get done when there isn't, there really isn't. So one thing that I have found helpful for me, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because you've talked about doing a 12 month marketing plan is I find it less overwhelming to have a rough outline of what I want to do later in the year, but I tend to put most of my effort into the next three months and focus on one quarter at a time. And then like you were saying at the beginning, track, measure, review. And then maybe if you can add in one more thing or change one thing to make it feel more enjoyable or more effective. Yes. Yes. So how do you feel about that kind of quarterly versus annually? So here's kind of how, when I talk about a 12 month marketing plan, 
when you are in kind of a corporate world, 12 months is very easy to identify. I have a spring and a fall campaign for this product or service. I have a summer and a winter campaign for this other product and service, right? So if you are somebody whose business kind of runs seasonally, it's going to be really easy to kind of like put that 12 month calendar view because it's pretty cyclical and you can anticipate that. I, as a coach, I don't have like cyclical seasons, not yet. Anyway, I I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll pop up. So what I like to do is identify what my marketing strategies are going to be. So for me, for example, um, I don't love being on social media. It's a drain. I am there because I think it's important, but it's not like, I'm not somebody who's going to go like all in on creating reels and TikToks and, you know, being live at a certain time every day. So my marketing strategies are more focused around like podcasting gigs like this and doing keynote speaking engagements and those types of things. So I have my marketing strategies mapped out and then I did exactly what you're talking about. I kind of looked at it and said, okay, how many podcasts would I like to be on this year? And I set a goal and I said, okay, well, I want to do one podcast appearance a month. So every quarter I say, okay, I need to book three podcast gigs. And so I do end up splitting it out on a quarterly basis because then it's just more, it's more manageable, right? Like I don't look past the next three months. I know what I need to get accomplished, but then I pull out what I need to get done for the next quarter and I focus on that. And then about four, you know, like maybe two to four weeks before the next quarter starts, I think about like, okay, how much progress did I make towards that overall marketing strategy? And now what do I need to do the next quarter in order to make that happen? That's such an integral point because when we're, when we are time optimists or just generally optimistic, or even if you don't enjoy marketing and you keep putting it off because it just feels daunting or overwhelming, 12 month goal is very easy to go, oh, it's fine. I'll address that next month. I'll do it next month. And then by the next time that you check, it's like, oh, it's the end of the year and I have two weeks to achieve the goals that I wanted to, that I <laughs> deemed to be successful. Whereas yes. breaking it down by quarters you have that measure, even if you want to do it more or less, whatever, but breaking it down into quarters, it means every three months is a chance for you to go, okay, do I need to adjust those goals that I wanted to hit by the end of the year? How on track am I? How can I get one step closer to them in the next three months that I haven't achieved in the last three months or even better, how much closer am I now than I was three months ago? And what was it that contributed to that? How can I do more of that? Yes. So here's the framework that I kind of put in place to like take that overwhelm out and then make sure that I am able to like make that measurable progress like you're talking about. So First of all, all of this, I guess I want to say comes in the context of like having my target audience super, super documented and identified, right? This will quickly go off the wheels if you don't know your target audience, okay? Because when you go to evaluate your marketing efforts and they're falling short, you're going to want to know why. And if that target audience piece isn't there, you, you're missing like the main indicator of, am I in the right place talking to the right people with the right message, that kind of stuff. So 
first have your target audience identified. But then what I like to do is I like to, um, I like to set my business goal. And so I have a three to five year kind of plan for my business generally. Right. So I just start by saying like, what is my long-term vision for my business? So for me, for example, it is increasing brand awareness. Like I am a newer company in my local area. I'm competing against like really well-established large agencies. Um, So I need some brand awareness and I need some brand authority. So that is... That's my three to five year kind of vision for my business. So I kind of, I put that in place and then I say, okay, for the next 12 months, how am I going to measure if my marketing is successful? And if you've ever heard of setting a SMART goal, this is what we're doing here, right? It is something specific. It is measurable, attainable, um, realistic, and time-oriented. That's the first time I've ever remembered that acronym, that was brilliant. by the way. I was like, I, can't, <laughs> I hope you don't stop because I can't remember other than <laughs> <laughs> Right. So <laughs> I am super proud of myself just now. Okay. So I'm putting a SMART goal in place for the next 12 months to measure my marketing. So if over three to five years, I need to increase brand authority and brand awareness, I'm going to say that that for me potentially looks like booking a certain amount of business because then I can get referrals from it. So maybe for me, I'm going to say, you know what, in order to start increasing that awareness and that authority, I need to book 20 clients this year. So that's going to be my SMART goal. I'm going to say I need to book 20 clients by the end of 2021. And that's going to be my measuring stick now, right? That's how I'm going to stay focused. And then I'm going to say and think, okay, what can I do? What strategies can I put in place to meet that goal? I can do podcasting. I can be a guest on podcasts. I can host workshops. I could put um, an offer out to maybe three or four times a year. I'm going to put an offer out to my social media audience and offer power hour strategy sessions where hopefully I can upsell somebody into a full client. I'm going to start to think through what are the different ways that I can meet that goal. And that's where like the fun, creative stuff comes into play, right? Maybe I think I'm going to put a course together or I am going to, you know, just build out regular email content. Maybe that isn't something I do right now. That's where you kind of start to think about what are all the marketing things for lack of a better term, what are all the marketing efforts I can do to start to capture that business and help meet my goals? So when I talk about putting together a 12 month plan, it really kind of rolls up into these like bigger business goals, right? Because if you're separating your marketing from your business operations and your business goals, what ends up happening is that your marketing doesn't support that, right? And it starts to feel like it's a waste of time. It's a waste of money and energy. And that sucks. Nobody wants to be in that position. So if you really make sure that you align all of your marketing strategies to the goals of your business, you're going to start to naturally see your business grow and scale. 
So that's how, you know, kind of setting that long-term vision and just having a general idea of where I want to go and then setting a goal that I can measure against. And then I just put those strategies in place and I think about where do I want to show up and how do I want to show up so that I can start measuring and say, am I getting any new clients? Yeah, I absolutely love that. I think that that's a really, it's a really healthy and encouraging way of looking at marketing as well, because I've written down here, like the overall feeling is that marketing supports your business, not just getting your next client. And I think that that's one of the, absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the biggest misconceptions is that I see it so often when I'm working, because I only work on marketing from like a top level where I help people to establish like kind of what you said there is like, how do you want to show up? What do you enjoy doing? How do you enjoy talking about your business? Because when you enjoy your marketing, you're going to show up in a way that you're not necessarily going to be able to do if you're like, oh God, I've got to show up on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever social media platform that you've decided. And um, yeah, I think that starting with understanding that your marketing isn't supporting client acquisition it's supporting overall business goals and again it comes back to remembering that your business is long term and so is your marketing it's not a sprint (laughs) Mm -hmm. absolutely and so then when you think about like what is that long-term vision for my business I it also doesn't become so overwhelming to plan long-term for your business because you're going okay Well, if I have a three to five year vision for my business, then I can just simply divide that goal by three or five and make that what I'm going to focus on for the next 12 months. And so then all of a sudden, like that growth that you aspire to have isn't like so far out of reach, right? It makes it feel really actionable. And you're like, okay, I can do this. I can grow this business. And I think that's also something that like, when you are an entrepreneur, especially if you're just starting out, like it stinks to feel like you're never going to make it. And so having something like short-term that you can focus on that, you know, if you can accomplish it, it's going to get you one step closer to that bigger goal. Like that's really empowering and that's really exciting. Yeah. I think that's something that would be fun to explore actually would be just a couple of examples of what that goals, of what those goals could be. Because for me, I'm, I'm fully aware and I'm a huge advocate that success can look very different for different people. So I guess like if your goal, if if you don't have a three to five year plan, because I don't, I have vague directions and set things that I want to achieve, but the timings are flexible. But if say one of your goals for your business and the reason that you have your business is so that you can have more time back in your world, how can you start achieving that and build that in over the next 12 months? I think that that's something, I mean, for me, I would probably approach that with how can I be more efficient in my business? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you could take something like that and you could say, okay, my goal is to have more time and space in my calendar, more freedom and flexibility. And maybe then my 12 month marketing goal is to launch three automated programs that generate income, that generate X amount of income that allow me to get to that time and freedom, right? So it might be, hey, if I know that I need to make $50,000 this year, that's what I need to pay my bills. Okay. But um, 
getting $50,000 and doing client work to earn $50,000 is a lot of work and it creates, you know, it doesn't allow me that time and flexibility that I want. Okay. So what am I going to do? Maybe I'm going to put three, like I said, three programs in place that generate some more passive income. So maybe I'm going to create a brand book template that I could sell and market for a hundred dollars. How many of those do I want to sell for a hundred dollars to help to start replace that? Maybe I'm going to create a course that I'm going to sell for $1,500. So those are the kinds of things that you can start to think about. And again, those are all marketing strategies, right? Creating a course, that's a marketing strategy. You're going to have tactics underneath it where you're actually going to create the course. You're going to promote it. You're going to do research and all of those types of things. But that course creation, that's a strategic decision that you're doing or you're making to grow your business. Um, so you can kind of start to make those strategic decisions and then go, what do I need to do logistically to make it happen? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's, you've broken that down perfectly. And I feel that that's, that's the thing that people get so caught up in. It's not all about the money. It's not all about the next client. It is, it is your marketing does support the structure of how you achieve the goals that you want to achieve within your yeah. business. Like it, it facilitates that to a certain degree. And I mean, I always bring it back around to branding. Branding is your foundation. It sets Absolutely. who you are and how you talk. Your marketing is how you communicate that. And then your business is what comes out of like the combination of all of that. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. I love that. I am a firm believer. If people come to me and they don't have a brand in place, That is my first recommendation. I'll be like, we can talk about a marketing plan, but I'm going to be honest, your marketing plan's not going to get you the ROI you want if your brand isn't there. And it's, it's a lot, it's like a lot of hard work and people are like, well, but I have a logo. (laughs) Okay. But your logo isn't your brand. And so, you know, again, going back to who's your target audience, how are you going to, you know, what, what do you look like when you go out into the world? That's all your brand. And the aesthetics are one piece of it, but there's a lot of science and strategy that goes into creating a brand that's really successful. And you have to have that in place because that's going to influence your marketing plan. I can't make strategic marketing decisions if I don't know who I'm talking to or you know, like what my position in the marketplace is. Like, Yeah, it's who you're talking to and who you are how you want to be, how you want to be seen, how you want your business to be seen, how you want to show up for your business. Like I started this podcast because I love to talk. I love to talk about what I do. Yes. So this is beautifully. <laughs> yes. Same, same. And I, I made the exact same decision when I started my podcast for my business. I was like, well, I really like to talk. So I guess I'm going to, and I like to talk about what I do. So I'm going to start, I'm going to start a podcast and it's going to be, it's going to be great. But those things. And this is something else that like when I do presentations and I talk to small business owners about creating a brand and creating a marketing plan, you know, my business is branding and marketing. And that's because I'm a really firm believer that when you have a solid brand in place, it makes your marketing really, really easy. Well, okay. That's like an overstatement. It makes it easier to do your marketing because you don't have to kind of struggle to like 
synthesize and create the wheel every single time you create a marketing piece. If I know, if I've got my graphic aesthetic like all laid out, I can just pull that in and it makes it easier to create graphics or emails or whatever. If I know who I'm talking to and how I want to talk to them, talk to them, then I don't have to rack my brain and think about like what text should I write today? What should my copy be? And so having that brand just makes it a lot easier to do your marketing. And so they're like these puzzle pieces, right? You've got your brand that you need to have in place. Then comes your your goals and your objectives, and then all of those strategies and your planning and stuff like that. So when you've got this kind of process in place, it makes your life a lot easier. Now, getting there, it's a little bit of the messy middle, right? So start at least by just taking a couple of hours to just sit and think about that the the marketing that you want to do and your goals and then start building from there. And it's it's not going to be perfect and it doesn't have to be, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. Right? It's better yeah. than winging it and hoping that you don't end up in a feast and famine cycle. Yeah. And I would say that if you're sat there listening to this listeners and you're like, that's all well and good, but I don't have hours to spend. I don't know where I'll find the time. I challenge you to find half an hour every day for a week to focus solely on who am I? Who's my target audience? How do I want to be heard and seen? What platforms and content and messages do I want to communicate for my business goals? Like what are my goals yep. and how do I want to move towards those? And honestly, in half an hour a day of dedicated time, just shut yourself away from everything else. You'd be amazed at how much you can get done because that equates to like two and a half hours, but it's half an hour out of your day. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll walk away feeling so much less overwhelmed and so much less stressed out about what you need to accomplish, right? Because you've got you've got an idea. And even if it's not a perfect plan, it's something. Yeah, absolutely. And it also proves to yourself that you can find half an hour a day, which means that you can do that again. <laughs> absolutely. And then the other secret that I always like to tell people is that it's one thing to have a plan, but we all know that like the best laid plans, it doesn't matter how great our plan is. If we don't have a way to keep ourselves organized and actually execute it, it falls by the wayside. So once you have that plan, pick like a project management tool, whether it's Trello or ClickUp or Asana and like plug in the next three months and think about like what needs to happen. So if you say, okay, in the next three months, I have to to book X number of podcast gigs. I'm going to use myself as an example. I have to book a certain number of podcast gigs. I want to do a certain number of speaking engagements. Um, and I want to start building a course. Then what do I need to do for the next three months? And just take just take a little bit of time to plan it out and go, okay, well, I need to then after I've taken this week where we've spent half an hour, keep that half an hour and then think about and say, okay, I'm going to spend half an hour searching for those keynote gigs that I want. And I'm going to search for the podcast where I can send my pitch sheet and ask to be a guest on and put it into a project management system to hold yourself accountable. Because otherwise you just get busy and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. And then the end of the three months comes and you're like, oh, I didn't do a single thing. <laughs> yeah. And it, and again, it's like, it depends on how you're feeling with it, with your level of overwhelm. If this is all completely new to you, then try and just find one step in a week 
move you forward. Yes, absolutely. Break it down. (laughs) Break it down. Absolutely. And that's, and I think that's like the unfortunate part about when you talk about creating like a marketing plan and getting your marketing organized, it is overwhelming, right? Like that's, I teach my clients how to create marketing plans and how to create management systems for them. So that's where, you know, I'm like, yeah, that comes, it comes really naturally and it's easy for me to do because like, that's, that's what I love doing. But if you're not in a position where you're like, okay, I could work with someone or I know how to do marketing, anything like that, simply just take, take a step and work on it. It is by no means like the thing I want to stress about this is that it's not like a unicorn marketing system. It is not like, I'm not selling you on this. Like if you follow this process to an exact T, you're going to get million dollar years or whatever it is, or 10 K months, like in the first 30 days, that's not what this is about. This is really just about starting to think strategically about your marketing. And so just take that first step. And it's going to be something that like, as you get more comfortable, you'll be able to tweak the process. You'll be able to make better decisions. You'll start to find your way, right? It's just kind of about aligning your marketing to your business goals. That's the point of this exercise. It's not to be like, okay, if I do this and I follow it exactly like these ladies talked about here today, I'm going to make a ton of money. Hopefully you do make a lot of money because you are making strategic decisions for your business, but it's not about that. It's not about following exact process. It's about just starting and starting to think more strategically and being purposeful in your marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it it can't be a step-by-step whatever we say because your goals are not our goals. Like my goals are not the same as yours, Caitlin. And mine won't be the same as whoever else down the road because my goals are very specific to me and the lifestyle that I want my business to facilitate. So I can't give you a marketing plan because whatever I do for me works in line with my goals. And even then, as we've been saying, it works in theory, but I still track, change and measure and adapt. So even my marketing plan doesn't work for me 100% because I change it as I go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I am such a, such a stickler, not a stickler. Um, I just, I roll my eyes when I see like the ads that I get that it's like, follow this exact system, follow this exact content calendar. Well, it works for that person. And certainly there will be things that you can learn from that. Just like there are probably things you can take away from this conversation today, but you're not going to take a hundred percent of everything and go, it's perfect. It works exactly the way it does for her, for me. That's not what happens. And so I hate when I hate when I see those things because I think that it really just creates this sense of like, okay, well, if I just buy this one more program, I am a step away from making tons of money. That's not what this is about. Like I can't sell you a templated marketing plan or a canned marketing plan because it's not going to get the max value for you. Your target audience is different. You've got different goals. You have a different capacity than me. You might like to, you might love being on social media. Lean into that. You may not like doing speaking. So why would I put a marketing plan together that's like, speak about your business. Yeah. It's the same thing as like all of the, um, done for you content strategies that I see that you can buy as well. And I find those frustrating because 
like if you're at the point where you're like so desperate that you just want to be given an answer the problem is that whatever you buy will not give you the answer that you're looking for you can work with someone one-to-one or in a group or find a community or you know absorb free content read books listen to podcasts whatever it is that you have the capacity and preference to do And then look at what you want to achieve and try and work out what the first step towards that is and then break that step down. Like one of my goals for this year, just to give you an example, one of my goals for this year is to read um, more nonfiction books, so more business books. And I find it a real struggle because let's face it, like I'd much rather read a story. Oh, for sure. For sure. A business book. But I've challenged myself to read 10 pages a day. And I've done that for a couple of weeks now and I am chugging through those books and I'm finding it beneficial because it's manageable it's 10 pages takes me about 20 minutes and then I recount one key point that I learned from it and maybe an action point if there is one so now I have a list of clear defined actions that have come out from this small amount of time and it's had beneficial implications for me as an individual and in my business yeah Yeah. And I tell my, I tell my clients that all the time plan what plan for what you have the capacity for You're one person, even, even in the corporate world, like I would, I would say all the time during our strategic planning process, like we would have a a division come to us and they would be like, we want to do all of these things. And I would be like, how realistic is this? Are we going to set ourselves up for failure or do we want to set ourselves up for success? Yeah. If we plan for what we've got the capacity for, if we end up being able to do more, that's awesome. But if, if I just plan for what I can support today, that's more important than trying to like get all the things done. Yeah, absolutely. And it's easier, it's easier to break it down and make it manageable then. Because again, if it's not manageable, you're not, you're not going to get to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, it was Lou Quinton who I interviewed a little while ago now, who I adore. She's hilarious on Instagram. But her, her, one of her key points that I really loved was find your minimum because it's easy to try and find what your maximum capacity is because, to be honest, you'll never find your maximum capacity. <laughs> that fluctuates. But your minimum, like what the bare minimum that you can do, you can define that. Like that's something that you can honestly and objectively I like that. And find, find the minimum that you can achieve and do that. And then build on it from there. Like you were saying, like it, any more is a bonus. Yeah, yeah. And you get to feel really good about it. I love, I love that idea of finding your minimum. I'm going to steal that and use that. Go for it. So yeah, I'll let Lou know. (laughs) (laughs) I, yes, I will. I'll throw some credit out there for sure. But that's, that's, that's a beautiful way of putting that together. Like find your minimum. And again, like, I I don't know, I'm just a big fan of not being stressed out by my marketing. So if, if my minimum is like, it puts me in a spot where I feel really good about my business, then like, that's all I need. Everything else is a bonus. Perfect. So I think the last thing that I think would be helpful to cover before we wrap up for the day would be what to do if you fall behind on your plan or maybe go off on a wild tangent, like <laughs> like someone I might know. Yeah, yeah. Me. But yeah, what what would you recommend to do if you're if you're sat there and you've given it a shot and you've tried, but then you've just kind of fallen behind where you were hoping to be? Sure. It, I mean, it happens. That's like, first of all, don't feel 
bad about it. I mean, it's even, I like, I teach this to clients. I have done it in the corporate world. I do it for myself. And I pulled my plan up the other day and I, in my, in my project management system, I pulled it up and I was like, look at all of those red deadlines that I just like blew by and haven't, haven't even thought of it happens, right? You kind of have to give yourself some grace and just refocus and say, okay, did I, did I fall behind because I was doing other work that took priority that had to get done? Sometimes that happens. Or am I just simply not being focused? And I'm not, if I'm not being focused, like what can I do to make this more manageable? Or why am I not being focused? Maybe I set a goal to build a course, for example, and I am not building it. Why am I not building it? Does it suddenly, does it not make sense for me anymore? Do I not have the capacity? Um, Is it not what my audience is asking for or in need of, right? There could be, I think it's more, it's less about kind of getting yourself back on track and like hurrying up to get the work done. And it's more about evaluating, like, is this still something that supports my business goals? Because I think subconsciously when you're not getting to those things, it's either because it doesn't make sense for you anymore and you're focusing your time in better places, or maybe it's something that you just don't have the capacity for anymore. And so you have to kind of like evaluate it and say, does this make sense? And can I still accomplish it? And if you just kind of fell off the wagon, just get back on. Try it, you know, like it's, it doesn't have to be a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's too often, it's easy to go, oh, I failed. So I'm just going to throw the whole thing away. Or if you're like me, oh, I've planned all of this, but now it's not exciting anymore. And just kind of moving on from it. But you need to, it's that review, the same with everything. It's review. It's like, what are the symptoms that you're experiencing that have caused you to fall off the, fall off the wagon, fall off the plan, whatever, And why, where is that coming from? Because if it's because you've decided you want to do a course because that feels like the right thing, but actually you hate being on camera, you don't have the technical knowledge on how to do it, all the rest of it, maybe a course isn't the right thing for you at this time. Correct. Correct. So yeah. Doesn't mean never, just not right now. There was, um, I was part of a mentoring group um, in the fall of 2020 and we had a guest speaker come in and she talked about how like oftentimes, um, especially as women, we tend to kind of like look at things in extremes. Well, if I can't if I didn't work out this morning, I'm not getting my workout done for today. Yeah, All or nothing. All or nothing. But what if like I said, okay, well, I'm just going to work out for a short amount of time this afternoon. I still get it done, you know? So I think you can look at your marketing strategies in the same way. So if I... I can't get this strategy done in the time that I said I was going to. So I'm just not going to do it at all. Well, okay. Well, why don't I, why don't I see if I can maybe just give myself more time or maybe I can adjust the way I get this done so that it still gets done. It's just being done differently. Like it doesn't have to be an extreme either. You can kind of find that gray area and work in there too, and just make it again, make it manageable and give yourself some grace. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the common things that I found is um, when I've been working with my clients and they're like, but I've broken it all down into steps and like, I don't understand why I still can't seem to do this step. And when you look at it, like that step's quite, still quite chunky. 
So have yeah, a look at what yeah, you've yep. broken it down into and see if you can challenge yourself with every step that you break down towards your goals. See if you can break it down into a smaller step. And it can even get to the point where you're like, right, so I want to, I don't know, I want to start email marketing. Then, you know, the very first step for that could be deciding on a platform that you want. That could be your goal for that week. Like, which platform do you want to use? Done. Like, we haven't even reached the point where we're like writing emails. And <laughs> Correct. The first step is Correct. email. You're like, yeah. Okay, there's a lot to do before you get there. Yes. That's how I approached projects when I was in the, when I was in the corporate world, right? Like people would come to us and say like, well, I need, I need a postcard sent out and could you do it by tomorrow? And you're like, no, let me talk to you. And it was just, it was simply breaking down, like you said, each of those steps. Okay. Well, I have to design the postcard. I have to write the text for the postcard. I have to figure out the offer. So if you just break it down into those small steps, like you said, you can just pick like, okay, I'm going to focus on this one this week, or I'm going to get two of these things done. And then again, you're just making, you're making small steps, but measurable progress. And if you kind of think of it that way of those baby steps, like you're going to start finding that you're crossing things off your to-do list, like before you even realize it's like your 10 pages a day. Yeah. And absolutely. And how wonderful is that from a successful mindset as well? Because if you are consistently achieving all of those small things, even if it's a handful of things or one thing a day, one thing a week, every time you achieve something, that version of success, it, it helps build that feeling of success. And the way that I like to say it to my clients is like, if everything you're doing is a success, then everything you're doing will be successful. And that is such a wonderful feeling. Yes. That, you know, writing down everything that you've achieved, marking off those things, like it, it builds that confidence because it's like you're proving to yourself that you are successful in every step that you're taking. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, awesome. So I think that we've kind of come to a point where we can take a pause and probably wrap this up, but <laughs> I'm sure that there will be For sure. many more conversations that could be had around marketing. Yes. Yes. We'll make sure to have all of your links in the show notes, but just for the last question of the day, from everything that we've discussed today, what would be the key piece of advice, the first step, if you will, for the listeners to take action on following this episode? The first step is just blocking off some time to give your space, your, yourself some of the space and time to think about this, right? You're not going to be able to make strategic decisions if you're feeling rushed. So give yourself some time to start thinking about it. That's all you need to do. You'll get excited. Like once you start thinking about it, you're going to get excited because you'll start to like see and visualize all the possibilities and you'll start to be like, oh, okay, I get it. I understand what I can do here, but you have to have the time to do it. So block off some time. And then what I'll do too, I can send over, I have like a little template. It's, I mean, it's super, it's a little outline. It's nothing fancy, but it's just what I use when I block off time to think about it. And I'll send that to you. So you can link that and just block off some time and then start like, take a look at the template if that's helpful, but just start thinking about what do I need to do here? What do I want to accomplish? That's the first step. Brilliant. I love that. I love a good bit of thinking time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's beautiful. Strategic thinking time. Strategic. Yes. Amazing. Thank you so, so much, Caitlin. Make sure you send that over and we'll pop it in the show. Notes. But where else can the listeners find you online? 
Yeah, absolutely. My website is getauthenticbranding.com and you can connect with me on social at Authentic Branding. Amazing. So all of those links will be in the show notes as always. And listeners, be sure to come back here on Thursday when Caitlin will be sharing her business journey so far. So you can dive into more about how her business came about and how she has implemented her marketing plan. Um, And until then, I would love to know how you feel about today's episode and whether it has helped you consider or readdress the way that you're approaching your own marketing. And if you have any questions or any feedback or anything else that you want to dive in a little deeper with, come and join our conversations in the communities online with the links in the bio. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Clubhouse. And as always, I will see you in the Brand Lounge.